G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Envy is a dark and destructive emotion, so dark in fact that all too often we don't even dare to admit it to ourselves. It ruins lives and relationships. How do you know if envy is gripping your heart? How do you overcome the destructive power of envy? Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond. Great to be back with you again. Today we're going to take a look at the destructive effects of envy and how to overcome them from a different perspective. Way back in 1974, American writer Gore Vidal, during an interview, said this, Every time a friend of mine succeeds, a little something inside me dies. And again, he said, It's not merely enough for me to succeed. Someone else has to fail. Hmm. What do you think about those statements? Me? I really relate to them. Because for almost the first four decades of my life, that's exactly how I felt. I remember a few years after finishing university in my early 20s, an old school friend of mine was telling me how successful another mutual school friend of ours was being in his business. And truly, I felt that a little something inside me died that day. When a few years later, I discovered that that successful friend was struck down with an illness and so had to leave his business, something inside me rejoiced. And I'm sad to say, that's how it was for me back then. You've probably never heard some joker on the radio admit that, but this whole envy thing is such a terribly destructive emotion. So, what is envy? Well, my dictionary tells me that it's a feeling of discontented or resentful longing aroused by someone else's possessions, qualities or apparent luck. It's that desire to have something that belongs to someone else. It's that desire not only to succeed, but as Gore Vidal so honestly said, for others to fail. Envy is a dark emotion. It's one that we hide away in our hearts. We don't want anyone else to see it because it speaks of a craven desire for self-success. We don't even want to admit it to ourselves because we all know it's wrong. It's horrible. It's, it's so self-centric as to be completely abhorrent. Envy is unlike almost any other emotion. Anger, for instance, is an emotion that we wear on the outside as well as the inside. And most of our emotions are like that. We harbour them on the inside for a time and every now and then they break out on the outside. But envy is so bad that we bury it deep down and we try to hide it from others as well as from ourselves. Okay, so let's poke around inside your heart today. Who or what are you envious of? If you're a woman, you may quite likely envy someone else's looks or her age or her hair colour or that great husband that she seems to have snagged for herself. If you're a man, you may envy another man's success his stunning-looking wife, compared with the one that you're stuck with. You may envy another man's position, his car, his job, his title, his exclusive golf club membership. You may envy the influence he has over others, the sort of influence that you can only even dream about. Now, as I've rattled through that list, note something important. It goes back to what Gore Vidal said about his envy. Listen again. Every time a friend of mine succeeds, a little something inside me dies. Who did he envy the most? His successful friends. 
And that's pretty much the case with us. Our envy is strongest of the people who are closest to us. We might envy the life of some famous movie star, but it's not a strong envy. It's more of a distant, wow, I wish I could have what they had. And we don't think too much more about it. But when the person is much closer to us, a good friend, a brother, a sister, some young niece or nephew 25 years younger than us who's earning more than we are, that's when envy can grip our hearts with a dark desire. Envy leads people to isolate their friends because not only do we covet what they have, we want to see them fail. It leads us to do and say things to undermine people we care for. Envy can even lead to theft or murder. Envy is an emotion that's as powerful as it is dark. I spent a good 20 years working as a consultant in a few hundred different organisations. Envy between co-workers was something I saw rather a lot of. Someone was envious that this person had been promoted ahead of them, or they were envious that the boss seemed to listen to her but not to me. And I can't tell you the number of times I saw those envious people going around undermining their co-worker, silently stabbing them in the back, demeaning them, damning them with faint praise. That sort of behaviour is so destructive in organisations, in families, in communities, and it's totally irrational. For us, it seems that the grass is always green on the other side. We want to have what they have without ever considering how much we already have ourselves. And that's what lies at the core of envy. It's an insatiable appetite for more without ever being content with who we are and what we have. So the key to overcoming envy is really taking a good look at what we do have and being content with that, who you are, how you look, what you're good at, what you're not good at, the house you live in, the family that you've got. The other day we spoke about disappointment and I made the point that the reason that so often we're disappointed is that we have unrealistic expectations of perfection from people and from our circumstances in the first place. Well, the same in a sense is true of envy. The reason we're envious most often is not because of what the other person has, it's because we've never really become content with what we have. And no matter our circumstances... We each have rather a lot. What's the matter with us that we have to compare all the time? It's the sort of thing that two-year-olds do when one tries to take the toy off another. Envy is a sign of immaturity. And that immaturity is so incredibly destructive. So, that's the anatomy of envy, if you will. Now, back to our own lives, back to your life. Who or what are you envious of? Come on, I I want to encourage you today to confront this dark, destructive, hand-wringing emotion in your life and slay this dragon once and for all. For everything and everyone that you're envious of, let me encourage you to focus on what you already have. And not just focus on it, but do something with it. Because here's what I know. That thing over there that you see in the other person's life, that thing that you're envious of, it may have an upside but it also comes with a downside. All that glitters is not gold. And once you become content with who you are and what you have, that dark emotion of envy is sent packing. It's interesting, the Ten Commandments includes a commandment about envy. It's the very last one, number 10. Here it is, Exodus chapter 20, verse 17 from the Old Testament. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or male or female slave or ox or donkey or anything that belongs to your neighbor. To covet means to desire, to envy, to want for yourself. It's right up there with don't murder, don't steal, don't lie, don't commit adultery. The reality is that there are very few things that God tells us not to do. Just a handful, actually. And the reason that envy is one of the don'ts is that 
He knows how destructive it is and how much it's going to hurt us. And the key to ditching this envy is to be content with what we have. This is how the writer of the New Testament book of Hebrews puts it in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. For God has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. And the reason that we can be content with what we have is that Jesus promised never to leave us or forsake us. And that, my friend, is huge. A.W. Tozer once wrote this. He said, the man who has God for his treasure has all things in one. Many ordinary treasures may be denied him, or if he's allowed to have them, the enjoyment of them will be so tempered that they will never be necessary for his happiness. Or if he must see them go one after one, he will scarcely feel a sense of loss. For having the source of all things he has in one, all satisfaction, all pleasure, all delight. Whatever he may lose, he has actually lost nothing, for he now has it all in one, and he has it purely, legitimately, and forever. He's absolutely right. sharing the gospel with as many people as possible so they can experience a real and tangible relationship with God. So before I go, I'd like to tell you about our free daily devotional to help you be all that God made you to be. It's called Fresh. Each day you'll receive a powerful scripture verse together with some words of inspiration, hope and encouragement. And the best news is that it's completely free and delivered right to your inbox each and every day where you can choose to read, listen or even watch the daily video. It's completely up to you. It's God's word fresh for you each day. To receive your free devotional, just jump onto the website freshdevotional.org. You'll see the Fresh e-devotional sign up right there for you. As a bonus, I'll also send you a free copy of my e-book, How Can I Hear God Speak to Me? So head across to the website and sign up to receive Fresh. I pray that your heart will be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through his word. That web address again, in case you missed it, is freshdevotional.org. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.